Welcome to a brand new episode of Tale Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're together. Oh, live in the studio. Live oh. in the studio. Coming to you straight from California. That's it. So I don't know what time zone you guys are in, but <laughs> we have time traveled. That's right. It's uh, lots of food, lots of uh, libations, and good times here in California. But we're going to be doing the latest episode for you uh, live in the same room, so a little bit different than usual. Yeah, we only get to do this a couple times a year usually. So, um, so okay, what are we geeking out on? <laughs> well, honestly, since we did the last episode, what, five days a week ago? Let's Wasn't talk about ago, uh, yeah. the food we've been geeking out on this week. Um, we decided to go full bore barbecue, smoke out, uh, good times while Casey was here. So what did we make yesterday? Some great stuff. Ribs. Burn bellies, yeah. <laughs> Chickens coming, chili, I mean... Sausage. If oh. you've got it, we smoked it. <laughs> That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. This is also California, so... <laughs> uh, we also discovered this game. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Rollerdrome. Yeah, Rollerdrome, which was on the free, you know, trial. We did the trial and loved it and bought it, and we've been playing that all weekend, too, which is pretty awesome yeah it's on sale right now for about 20 bucks it's well worth it yeah i'll be uh, buying it when i get home yeah it's cell shaded it's kind of like kind of just it's not super graphically enhanced but it's no it's, but it's cool graphics uh very tony hawk tony hawks with guns yes exactly <laughs> yeah tony hawks meets what is that roller ball or whatever <laughs> you know with guns i mean it's just in running man it's crazy um yeah, so let's get into Marvel news, right? Let's do it, because we just, uh, the Super Bowl was on yesterday. Yeah. It's actually a really great game to watch. It was. Uh, enhanced by amazing commercials and movie trailers. So let's talk about the first one here. Guardians 3, um, I, you know, for me right now, the Guardians are like, okay. You know, after that first movie, it's all gone downhill for me. I think that there's some peaks, of course, in like Infinity War and, and all that. And I don't dislike the characters, but even after yesterday's trailer, which I did like, I'm still just like, okay, I'll see it. Yeah. Did you watch the Christmas special? I have not. I haven't either. Yeah. Or it was fun. I heard it too. Yeah. Uh, but I just, you know, I'm not huge into that world. Like Casey said, I mean, it's just kind of, it's funny and it was definitely, you know, a good step in the right direction for Marvel movies at that point. Um, but I think this closeout is going to be pretty epic. Me too. Um, to say goodbye to these characters and hopefully give us an idea of what's going to be, you know, the cosmic side of the Marvel coming, you know, in the in the near future. Yeah, I'm excited for things like Nova. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, stuff like that coming from this. Where does Adam Warlock tie into the right. rest of the MCU right. after this? Since he is so tied to Thanos in the comics, what are they doing here to make him his own character? I guess. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to see it. Uh, Patrick Stewart has been put on, quote-unquote, standby Ooh. for Deadpool 3. Um, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they're going to do as much fun stuff as they can with the Fox world and bringing it over to the Marvel, you know, MCU that, that they can. Like, this is the character to bridge that gap. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, from multiverse of madness the fact that he was in that now they're throwing that x-men 90s theme song around the cartoons coming soon there's just a lot of 
fun aspects for the X-Men that are going to be tied into all of this. And it's just, you know, it's a matter of time. How does this movie usher in X-Men to the MCU? Right. Like, what does this do? So I'm very excited for what they're going to do with Deadpool 3. Um, yeah, think of Wolverine and right. Patrick. Like, the X-Men are there. <laughs> the ones that started it cinematically. So... Uh, John Leguizamo apparently was going to be Vulture until Michael Keaton took the role. Oh, in the MCU. In the MCU. Interesting. Okay, because yeah. in the original Spider-Man world, it was um, John Malkovich, right? Was it? In the Tobey Maguire yeah. one? I think so. For Vulture, yeah, yeah. I think so. Which would have been cool. I saw that cool fan poster that yeah. came out this week. Um, John Leguizamo is the Vulture in the MCU. I don't know. I did like Michael Keaton, so. Yeah, I... Listen, I like John Leguizamo, and he's on a roll right now mm-hmm. with, with roles. So I, I'm literally, you know, whatever. Maybe he'll. I'm sure he'll show up somewhere. Exactly. He's too talented not to. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next, a Scott Lang autobiography. I can't remember what it's called. Like I see tiny people. I don't know. Whatever. It's Oof. stupid. It's kind of funny. I won't read it. <laughs> At least not for, you know, for money. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a neat idea that they do this kind of stuff just to kind of make the world more real. Um, and just, I guess, make money, like I said. Yeah, <laughs> it, right, right. Uh, look out for the little guy. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, mean, you can buy it on Amazon, I think, now. <laughs> I mean, remember the Ron Burgundy autobiography or whatever the book yeah, was but that came out? and that's funny. Right, right. Yeah. So... Same idea there. But I do think that Paul Rudd is reading it, like the audiobook. That might be worth it. Right. <laughs> That's, that sounds like a good entertainment value. Right, and I wonder who did write it, because it's not Scott Lane. True. <laughs> or maybe it's, maybe it's Paul Rudd, I don't know. That's Scott Lane. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a weird announcement. Spider-Man Noir, a live-action... I think TV show yes. is in the works from Sony at Amazon. Um, so they, they're continuing to do it. I guess it's nice. Uh, this actually, I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> like, I'm into this. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I'd like to see them doing with the Sony quote unquote characters. Uh, just this idea. If you're going to take it back to like the twenties and thirties, thirties, yeah, yeah, a true noir. Yeah. Um, what a neat idea. So maybe that gives room to bring other characters in from those worlds. I don't know. There was a bunch of different noir, you know, characters that got the treatment. But, you know, with Sony only having Spider-Man, we'll, we'll see. Would um, Nicolas Cage play the character? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I, I had to ask. Uh, can you tell me about this one? Yeah. Uh, so Marvel's going to be celebrating 60 years of... Nick Fury. Ah. Uh, so we're getting a one shot for L. Ewing in an all star lineup. Um, and it's just going to be a bunch of different Nick's, Nick Fury stories and a double sized anniversary one shot. Um, you know, a lot of comics right now are being teased with, I think this is coming in May. Um, and you'll get artists like Scott Eaton and Tom Riley, Adam Kubert, and Ramon Rosanos. Uh, a lot of, you know, familiar names from the Marvel side of things. But yeah. I love Nick Fury. Um, it looks like we'll also get some Nick Fury Jr. stories in there. So, you know, that'll be up for pre-order soon, sooner than later. I mean, is this Ultimate Nick Fury or is this... It's 
uh, both six ones. So it's stories from each. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it's I think Nick Fury Jr. is on the cover. Um, okay. Who they had to, they had to introduce. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's based on the same you know it's the same design as the Ultimate Nick Fury, the movie Nick Fury, but instead when they brought that character into to the regular MCU proper, it was um, Nick Fury Jr. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Cletus Cassidy is back again, and of course, better than ever as usual. Better uh, than ever, Chris. Because right. this time he has to fight Miles Morales um, in Carnage Reigns. It'll be a big crossover event uh, with, of course, you know, bookend titles. You know, the good old Alphas and Omegas with a few of the issues in between, including Red Goblin, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Carnage issues. Um, this is all happening around May-June, uh, so... You know, if you're into those cool Spider-Man crossovers, check it out. I am. So it's written by Alex <laughs> Peck and the Dell. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah, no. It sounds it, good. Exactly. It's cool. I mean, everybody loves Miles, and it's time for, you know, somebody else to fight Carnage, apparently. I mean, Carnage has been getting a lot of different crossovers yeah. and comic appearances as of late, but yeah. hey. Here's another character. one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so... The Alien series, we may be getting a new queen um, that's a mix between xenomorphic and android. <laughs> yeah. And she looks like species, <laughs> like Whoa. that movie. Sure does. So very, very Geiger, which it should be. Um, very species, which was Geiger. So it's just, and it has a little bit of like that Metropolis elements to the look. And a little bit of Lilith from Midnight Suns. Yeah. Um, so interesting to see what that is going to come about. And, I, you know, I'm excited to read this series anyway. Um, and I like that people are doing weirder things. I, I love the Alien series. Obviously, Chris does too. But, like, okay, a military, you know, base, yeah, a colony. Course, we're going times. in. We're killing it. You're like, let's come on. There's yeah. more stuff that these guys can do. <laughs> Yeah, this series is also written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, yes, who's yeah. been doing the other Alien books, which has been have been very popular. I haven't read a lot of them yet. Um, I did start reading them, but I've heard it's, they're great and yeah. that they're in good hands with his writing. So I'm excited for that. That looks really neat. Actually. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, all right, so let's jump across the pond to DC. Uh, the big piece of news was the Flash trailer Ooh. that premiered at the uh twice there was a trailer and then there was a tv spot mm -hmm. and we saw different footage in both so what'd you think well as much as you know this movie has been plagued plagued right i guess yeah. that's the best word for it yeah. um it doesn't matter because once you watch that trailer it takes all of that away i don't care if there's two ezra's in that movie it's like as much as he is annoying and has been kind of toxic to the dc you um I do. I, in humanity. I, yeah, in humanity. <laughs> the minute that you see Michael Keaton show up in that trailer, it just it changes everything. Um, and Ben Affleck and and Zod and Kara. It's just like they throw so much in there, and the, the direction that it's taking with Flashpoint, you know, esque. Well, let's read details. Let's read yeah, the, do that. Uh, read that up. You know, we did get a, a official synopsis. 
Worlds Collide in The Flash when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. But when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation, and there are no superheroes to turn to. That is unless Barry can coax a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian, albeit not the one he's looking for. Ultimately, to save the world that he is in and return to the future that he knows, Barry's only hope is to race for his life. But will making the ultimate sacrifice be enough to reset the universe? Run, Barry, run. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of hand-wavy, comic-y bullshit, you know, wordage in this. Um, But, you know, fight the future to save the past. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, The fact is, we're going to see Batman. Superman, the flash, you know what I mean? Like we saw it in justice league and someone had written, I saw a meme that was like, Holy shit, this is like heavy 2017 vibes right now, but it is, you know, we can talk all the shit we want about Zack Snyder. He created a universe and it's kind of neat to see that they're paying respect to that and changing whatever they're going to next with the gun and saffron verse. So I'm excited. Yeah, I there's just so much toxicity be- behind a lot of it that we forget that there are entertainment, you know, very entertaining value points to what Snyder did. Like, we're both Snyder fans. Um, was he the right one to be running a universe? No, not for DC. But you know, the stuff that he that's been kind of trinkled like trinkled into this movie, it looks amazing. Uh, and I think that, like you said, if if James Gunn is like, this is one of my most favorite comic book movies. I almost have to really trust him at this point. Yeah, it has me excited. Um, so one thing we see a lot of Ben Affleck, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, I was actually surprised. We see a lot of Michael Keaton, cool. which is one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Will yeah. we see Christian Bale? I don't know. The more I watch that trailer, it's the... not. It's not the no. t- uh, Bat Pod. It's not, but there's a variation of it. They're for a, sure. they're invoking that world. Yes. I would say I'd love to see this happen, you know, a la Spider Man No Way Home, but yeah. I think two is still enough to really like blow my mind. Like, here's a scenario. Zod's attacking Zod's attacking um Metropolis or Gotham, whatever. Yeah, it's Metropolis. Yep. And the beginning of Batman versus Superman, you see like this very defeated Bruce Wayne who was not able to save anybody during Zod's invasion. All of a sudden, you see this different Batman that's, you know, riding around on the Bat Pod in his blue and gray outfit. Like, will you see more of a redeemed Batfleck in this movie so that we can have a proper send-off to that character? Oh, for sure. Yeah, there, I think we're going to see that Batman. I mean, to me, it's not Bruce Wayne going in, Mm-mm. you know, like we saw in Batman versus Superman. Like, that's Batman yeah. going in and, you know, probably saving a bunch of people and, and, and being the hero of... Gotham slash Metropolis slash the world, you know, just doing his thing. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Yes. All right. So next, Constantine Two is still happening with Keanu Reeves. Uh, most likely, it will be titled Elseworlds. I can't see it not being titled Elseworlds. <laughs> no, you know, we we questioned this last week. I if think it was happening, and I'm glad that it is. Yeah, because this is something that really got us <clears throat> excited. It was before the big DC switchover. Uh, and it was kind of in limbo. But, you know, just like the Michael B. Jordan Superman series, this could also exist because James Gunn wants to do that, like we said, Elseworlds. And it should. Because there's plenty of storytelling that can happen 
outside a proper DCU. And I think that's an, also an important thing of the Joker movies or the Batman and, and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm very excited that they'll be doing both um, and everybody can be happy for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> uh, Legends of Tomorrow, they will be getting uh, their return to the final Flash season. So really just bless you, <clears throat> uh, culminating that Arrowverse. It seems like they're they're really kind of sending it off. I wouldn't be surprised Black Lightning <laughs> shows up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Batwoman, because that show's done, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anything that's coming now is outside of our CW-verse, right? So where is our proper closeouts for a lot of these characters? Especially Legends. I yeah. mean, this was like the biggest campaign. Who can save Legends? Where can we pick up the show again? This is the way to do it. Yeah. You're ending the CW-verse with The Flash. It was one of the things that actually launched the CW-verse to be bigger than it was. Because Arrow was definitely going to be... It was it's, tiny. It was. It was just like... It was in reaction to the Dark Knight movies. Yep. And it was like this grounded superhero. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, maybe we will do a little bit of the uh, the meta humans. And then it went full, full crossover. DC. And it was <laughs> yeah. beautiful. It was unprecedented. Yes. And yeah. you know what? This is the way to do it. I'm so happy that Legends is going to get its proper ending. Um, because I really thought it should get a shorter season. It's fun show. But it also, what? It stemmed out of the flesh. Yeah, it, not so. The, well, I mean, Sarah was on Arrow yep. first, and exactly. so was Ray. You know what I mean? So, like, it all just came. makes sense. Um, all right, so we just watched the trailer: Justice League versus Ruby, or not even versus Ruby, X, X Ruby, X yeah, Ruby. Um, hunters and huntresses or something. Anyway, comes out on April twenty fifth. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know anything about ruby like i really i've only seen ruby things but yes. i don't know like you know the stories of these characters or whatever um so this was just like this just looks like a fun ass time like i know these characters i'm in you know looking forward to knowing who these ruby characters are now yeah it's cool i think it's uh they tie they they pulled them the the justice league characters into the ruby world so you get the ruby animation which i think is a good homage to that series so and then bringing them and then, I guess, making that story work with the powers and, and, and the ridiculousness of Ruby. So, yeah, I'll check this out. Hey, yeah, you should watch You should watch at least that first season of Ruby. It's fun. It's yeah, wild. I really should. So. And uh, this, is, this just got announced last week, and this sounds just amazing. So DC announces Superman crossover with the Injustice universe. Uh, Tom Taylor will be doing Adventures of Superman. John Kent... There's like a longer title, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Superman, Son of Kal El, which yeah. is the original yeah. one, and this is the, going to be um, the Adventures of John Kent. Yep. So this is six parts, which is actually way shorter than I thought it was going to be. Um, but the fact is, this Marvel is like blowing the world out of proportion with all this multiverse stuff when DC was really <laughs> the first to do it. So it's like, how does DC? catch up to getting its own thing back um the thing that's really known for so that we can get really excited about dc and get people excited well let's just throw john ken across this multiverse and just do injustice let's do all these different worlds the idea of him hunting down ultraman who's on a like a kick of killing kal-els across the multiverse yeah what a cool idea yeah and people love injustice because it is that dark violent side dc that fans want that you know, this kind of what Zack Snyder was like tapping into. Um, 
but then also having it so that it makes sense with what they're doing with the more hopeful side of things. So very cool. Um, this picks up. I think you can order up to the second issue right now. So yeah, look and um, if you're a key collector, this will be the premiere of Injustice Damien. Oh, really? Yep. Sweet. Yep. Getting all that. So Star Wars news. Uh, we've got a Kira um, themed novel called Crimson Climb. That's going to be coming out from author E.K. Johnston, who has written. She's the Phasma. Yes. Yeah. So she writes. Uh, she wrote Phasma and Leia something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Great writer. This is the thing. This is what I've begged for. Ahsoka. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ahsoka great writer. But she did write an, uh, other stuff. I think it's important here to recognize that how much they've been doing with Kira with the Charles Soule trilogy, yeah. kind of in the in the modern, you know, the, the OT trilogy and how that kind of ties into things. Sure. Our question was, what is that time period between the time when she joins up the Darth Maul and then somehow becomes the head of Crimson Dawn? What is that story? Unfortunately, it's a book, it looks like, and not a cartoon series, which I begged for. Um, so for now, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Um, and then going over to the other side of the galaxy in Star Trek news, uh, just season three of Picard is this week. Whew. So that will be, uh, popping off. Yeah. The trailer that dropped uh, a couple weeks ago is insane. You know, this final send off for the next generation crew proper send off. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of those movies, so it was always kind of like, oh, well, will we ever see them again? We are about to see something pretty cool. So get excited. I think it drops Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial, and we'll be right back. Defet Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back from those luscious commercials to talk about Crowd Sorcery, where Boom Studios... Who we'll be talking about in another minute, actually. Um, they are continuing the expanse uh, with Dragon Tooth graphic novels. This is set in the aftermath of season six and before the events of the seventh novel. So this is by or overseen by James S. A. Corey, the creator. They're looking for twenty five thousand. They're at eight hundred and nine thousand. Um, the expanse is kind of remarkable. Because it, what was it on? Sci-fi? Sci-fi? Something in there, yeah. And it went to Amazon and continued, and it's wild. The book series is the favorite of many people I know. Um, it's heavily, it's like heavily recommended all the time. And then the show was supposed to be so good as well. So it's something that I just, I haven't started because I'm almost like, do I want to read the books? But do I even read? So I don't even know. Um yeah, I'll get I'll get on this show eventually because it's it's very smart sci-fi apparently. Yeah, I tried watching the first mm-hmm. episode and I did not like it. <laughs> yeah, it, I kind of fell off that too. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 like Battlestar Galactica. Like oh, you gotta, gotta get you gotta you start, start it, it, you gotta watch it, and yeah. then once you're in there, you're sucked in because right. it's it's well made. So 
So as we mentioned yesterday, uh, there was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a bunch of you know a bunch of everything, and mm-hmm. it was a great it was a great game. <laughs> yes, like even for a non sports fan like myself, it's just it was a good game to watch. And um, you know the halftime show I thought was great too. Oh man, killed it, Rihanna. Um, but you know I was there for the commercials and the. And the trailers, I didn't really like most of the commercials. Or at least, like, I didn't hate them. I just didn't, they weren't funny. Yeah, I, you know, there's a, a lot of, ones. yeah, there was, like, a couple, like, really good ones <laughs> um, where it wasn't, like, funny, but it was, like, meaningful or emotional. So there's a lot of, it was a good mix. Yeah. The trailers, on the other hand, were awesome. Top notch, yeah. yeah so... In addition to like fast X and stuff like that, we got a new Indiana Jones spot. Um, yeah, you know, it just kept me being excited. That's that's pretty much it. It only amps it up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're hoping we see some short round. Yes, we were just talking about that. Um, but yeah, that was just a solid trailer. Um, they did new a new. Ugh, they did do a new. Trying to say D and D freak. They did do. Dungeons and Dragons. A Monor Amongst Thieves or whatever it is. Uh, they did a new spot for that. I actually didn't watch it. No. I And we're together, so you we must have missed. We must have missed it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah, miss that Transformers that. one, though. No, that looks great. Again, continuing to look good. Um, it just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's it. I mean, at this point, it's, it's either you are going to watch that movie or not. Because you're bitching about the Michael Bay world for over ten years now and whatever. Like, you're going to be first in line, as we always say. Well, Bumblebee was great. So, you know, I think they're continuing that trend. And this is in that world. Like, this is It's all in the same world. But they're trying, like, a different approach where it was... Bumblebee was a good return to, like... G1. Yeah. Yes. Bumblebee was great for G1. And they're going to end up kind of shooting themselves in the foot. I think they're going to end up doing a X-Men Fox-verse sort of situation because they went back to the 80s and then this one takes place the same year that Beast Ward took place in the 90s. Interesting. Okay. But and but they look like the Bay ones, but then it's like, okay, but in 10 more years or whatever, you're going to be caught up with the other ones. The Bay ones. Right. And how does what's happening now affect those? Yeah. The Allspark. It's a paradox, <laughs> exactly. as this episode is alluded to. So, well, I mean, the X-Men figured it out, so let's see. Did if... they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we had fun in some of those movies. <laughs> we had fun in some of them, but they don't make sense, no. timeline-wise. I don't need them to sometimes, either. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go to TV streaming news. Um, apparently, there's going to be more Cobra Kai in the works um, outside of the season six, which is the end of... The LaRusso, I guess, and, and Johnny story saga. <laughs> um, but I don't know what these other projects are. We don't know why they are. But, you know, I guess it keeps going on. Yeah, I mean, what is this? This is the corporate animal talking. Like, we're going to make more corporate Kai so we can make more money. And we're going to do this. It's just like when they announced, oh, we're going to do another Karate Kid movie. But it won't be related to the Cobra Kai series at all. So... I don't know what they want to try to build. Maybe they'll build a new shared universe with the upcoming movie. Who knows? Um, could be a new generation of Cobra Kai, you know. So, again. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I just want to watch this show. 
Exactly. I don't want to keep saying, oh, it's the cancellation. Nope. It's a proper closeout. So. It's a proper closeout. Six seasons is, come on, guys. Yeah. It, or you do six seasons in a movie, like mm-hmm. they are with, um, what is that show? That Community. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, which is what they always said they were going to do. All right. Next, Agent Elvis. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, Matthew McConaughey is voicing Elvis. It sounds perfect. <laughs> it looks fun. Uh, it looks like a good comic. Chris is now watching the it's trailer. Playing. I might do not disturb. Okay, sorry everybody. Uh, so yeah, what do you think now that you just watched the trailer? <laughs> uh, it, like, why does this exist? I'm not sure, but it, it definitely needs to. Um, yeah, I'm just in for it. Like, I think you compared it to like the Archer idea. Just yeah, a little bit wild. Yeah. So yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Night Court. Yes. Uh, season one just premiered last week or a couple of weeks ago. A couple it's, weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I, I watched it. Yeah. You watched it. I haven't seen it yet. I did. I, um, I watched it. I liked it. I, it, it got me to go back and watch. I think we just mentioned Tubi. I think it, I think the original series is on one of those stations might be Tubi. Um, so I was just, you know what? I was, I heard some negative things about the show. I went back and watched some original Night Court, and then I watched some of those episodes, the new episodes, and I'll tell you right now, it's a very similar show. It's good humor, and it got renewed for season two. So, one of my favorite parts is the role reversal for Dan Lorquette. Dave Lorquette? John Lorquette's character. Dan Fielding. Um, It's a really cool reversal of roles in the show. Um, because now I think it's, he's now the DA versus the prosecutor or whatever. That's funny. Um, so, and then like the girl from, or the young lady from, um, Big Bang Theory, um, plays Harry's daughter and she's goofy and she reminds me kind of Harry. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff is there. I'm hoping for some more cameos, but you know, don't listen to the internet as usual. Well, season two. Exactly. So, you know, apparently people liked it. Yep. Um, okay, Witches, Scott Snyder and Jock, right? Yes. Uh, their comic book is getting turned into an animated series, which is cool, which, what makes me excited about this is because Scott Snyder doesn't stick the landing. No. Almost ever. Did this even end? I don't think it did. Because... So that's why I'm like, I'm hoping this is like, ends this, sh- this, you know, the comic. Recently, in one of those Image Presents issues yeah. they did a witch's story and okay. so i picked that issue up i haven't read it yet um so i don't know if that closes it out but you're right i'm just like did they ever finish that series i don't, I don't know think so. i guess they don't need to if you're gonna have a show now so you can just wow, do it how you want like now it's like, <laughs> just finish it dummies right um so strange i mean it's like it, hey it you gotta go re- write this superman series so don't finish your <laughs> horror comic which people want from you yes so yeah um all right, can you take this one? Because I, I didn't read this. this I can't and I can't. I just this came up. There's going to be a Scar series uh, for Disney Plus. I don't know why. Animated or like live action? You know, or, you I know, gotta, quote unquote. Live I will look it up right now because it's just kind of like why. I like Scar. I like Jeremy Irons' <laughs> character uh, from the Disney movie, the the actual animated, animated one. one. Yeah. Well, actually, they're both animated. Yes, one's 2D, true. one's 3D. That's true. It's one of my, his song is one of my favorite Disney songs. Um, so, I don't know. How does this look? I don't know. But it's going to, apparently, either they're grasping for straws or they have a great idea. 
So who knows? And I still can't find any news on it. So what yeah, do you that's... what do you think about this kind of stuff? You know I, what I mean? I don't care. You know, if it's entertaining, then it's fine. And it, you know, or if people find it entertaining, as you like, I also like Scar <laughs> in the movie. And you know, I don't know what this is. Is it a prequel series? You know what I mean? Like, I, I would imagine because he dies. So I don't know what this is. Apparently, this was announced in 2022 during D23. Oh, like really? a live action remake of a prequel to the live action remake of The Lion King. To tell the origin story of, all right. Um, I guess yeah. So you would get if it's gonna be an origin story, you can get Mufasa, <laughs> yeah, in it. So, and the other brothers. So yeah, it looks like another story we don't need because we know the ending of. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, Butterfly is a Boom comic uh, that is get getting a a series at Amazon, and Daniel Day Kim will hmm. be the star and also produce it. So I don't know this comic, Butterfly. It's about a deep cover agent in the U.S. intelligent program. Uh, she's exposed and framed for murder. And it kind of sounds a little bit like um, Alias. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim's cool. <laughs> I like Daniel Day Kim, yeah. Kim quite a bit. Yeah. Um, This is it. This is what we're talking about always about read your comics. <laughs> Because everything is going to get adapted eventually if it's a good story, and why not? This sounds fun. So, yep, spy thriller, spy thriller, yep. can't beat it. This has extra exclamations on it. This does. Uh, Spartacus is back! Exclamations. <laughs> uh, Spartacus, that series from Stephen S. Tonight is one of my favorite television series of all time. I have watched it many, many times, and you know. This is a sequel series, and he's back, and the stars asked him to come back, and like, I don't care. Like, let's see it. This sounds better than the Gladiator sequel. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Or so more appropriate. And I'm curious, like, because those those people who like you know said I am smart because they all died, right? Like, that's it. So like, you know, I don't really know if anyone can come back from that show like and show up in this new one i'm not entirely sure maybe it will be like sons and daughters or you know what i mean like later on because it's more about like the fall of rome oh cool from what i understand okay but it's also S spartacus and i don't know because everyone's dead <laughs> so whatever it is i'm gonna watch it all right yeah i'm also going to watch it what i'm not probably gonna watch is this which is uh, Dick Tracy, uh, Warren Beatty is back, is back, is Dick Tracy in this special called Tracy Zooms In. It's some weird half hour special on TCM, Turner Classic Movies. Um, I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> yeah, they, so I, I, I recorded it and so I, I tried to watch a little bit of it and yeah. they, they go back to this he he apparently did a special with Leonard Moulton not too long ago. I mean, maybe it was like a decade, yeah, like yeah, yeah. sometime in between when the movie came out now. And so they did this weird interview where he plays Dick Tracy. They decided to do it again because you have Ben Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz? Um, Mankiewicz. He kind of breaks down the original interview. And then him and Leonard Moulton interview an even more aged Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy and it's almost like 
you're in a madhouse. So I, I don't know why this kind of stuff exists. Um, I didn't know there was a calling for Dick Tracy, even though there should be. I'd love to see an updated version of that that world. I think it would be a neat thing. Yeah, I mean, seeing more Dick Tracy's fine. Mm-hmm. Seeing more Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, unless it's in, you know on a big screen, I don't right. want to see that. Exactly. Uh, okay, so let's go over to movies. We have uh, a movie called Weapons, which is Jordan Peele uh, was bidding against New Line Cinema for basically it's the Barbarian director his next film. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I that's the thing, right? So it's it's mysterious. It's Barbarian was so popular and such a it was a hit. It was a hit because it was like you have to watch this. You have to watch this, and it was it was definitely spread. Um, it's one of those things where horror can has really been stepping up in in the mainstream, I think, um, and because it's so different. And I when I watched Barbarian this Halloween time, I I was it was tough because I was trying to find another movie that would impress me as much as watching it or not be as lackluster. I couldn't just go watch some random slasher film after that because honestly that the feelings i get from the menu these are movies that are above and beyond normal thriller horror movies yes absolutely not your run-of-the-mill at all so you know we don't know really what's going on with it we just know that's his next movie and uh it's coming back or it's coming it's coming out at some point um next is the back rooms uh, which was like this viral, uh, viral horror video on um, YouTube directed by a 17-year-old uh, nice. is going to be turned into uh, going to theaters. And then A24 in James Wan's production company will be adapting it. Um, and the 17-year-old filmmaker who's still in high school will be shooting it uh, during his summer vacations. It's pretty cool. Team Parsons. Uh, this is the kid. Screenplay, screenplay by Robert Patino, who did DMZ on HBO. So, yeah. Um, okay. Based on an internet creepypasta. <laughs> creepypasta. Yeah, it's like a Reddit Interesting. thing. And it's one of the best examples of lim- lim- liminal space, an aerial traditional associated with big crowds that suddenly eerily empty. So that'll be interesting. This I want to really watch this now. I want to see what yeah, this kid came it. up with. Maybe we'll watch it tonight. Yeah. Um. All right. So next is AMC Sightline. This is AMC's theater base or seat based ticket price mm. changes. This is something that we talked about a couple of years ago. We did. Um. As an option, I think maybe they did it in Europe. But anyway, AMC is rolling it out now um, in a smaller venue. It's going to be uh, down in New York City, Chicago, and Kansas City nationwide by the end of the year. But basically think of theater or, well, theater or concerts where you pay a premium to get good seats. So those front row seats will be your cheapest seats. The middle of the theater. You mean the neck breakers? Yeah, the middle of the theater and the prime real estate will be your more expensive stuff. So... I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am okay with this. I know a lot of people are complaining about it and this is BS and blah, blah, blah. I am a person who either goes to the very first show Mm -hmm. opening night and I buy the best seats. Mm -hmm. Granted, I don't pay more, but I would. 
so I can get those seats. Or I go to a matinee show typically in the middle of the day where I don't, you know, I don't have to compete with anybody and it doesn't really matter. So I don't really care. Yeah, there's just a lot of questions still with this. Like, how how many showings is this going to affect? Like, yes, first night showings, of course, all of them. Yeah. Like, as the, as the movie goes on, it's just kind of like... I think it will drop off. Yeah, it's kind of... I think of, it's just the first, like, couple weekends. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. We also, we also thought the idea of charging a more of a premium for, say, comic book movies versus, like more artsy movies like it's getting harder to say yes i'm gonna go to theater to watch x movie when it's not really a movie that i i I need to see in the theater and i want to watch at home the idea of tiering those kind of things to make them cheaper to watch in a theater i would be more in favor of the seating thing is kind of wonky except for those primo nights primo nights yeah so So we'll see you know there's been a lot of you know ruckus about it yes um what are you doing come on man (laughs) sorry buddy these these links that i have in here go to trailers sometimes and the next (laughs) one we're going to talk about is a fun trailer so just boot it up yeah guy Ritchie's uh covenant um starring jake gyllenhaal uh you know just looks like a classic good movie you know no frills uh action you know, I think it's based off a true story about a dude in the military who helps uh, help another guy. You know what I mean? It's like a cla- like even the beginning of Iron Man is this story exactly. <laughs> Which was like at first, I was just like, "This is a Guy Ritchie movie." I when you see the shots, you're just like, "This is military." I like yeah. military movies. Don't get me wrong, but when you think Guy Ritchie movies, there's a there's definitely those special ones but when you get through this trailer it looks awesome and it, it just looks really raw almost uh compared to the the zaniest of some of those other movies so it definitely seemed like more of a like a michael bay movie yeah um but guy Ritchie did aladdin right you know what i mean like this guy is you know he is versatile exactly uh, and he didn't do anything crazy with aladdin i mean he just made a great aladdin movie yeah Yeah. so you know it wasn't his normal gangster stuff but yeah it's good stuff yeah it's that it's no english it's no 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 touch of the ultra violent stuff. exactly uh this is weird but not too weird because (laughs) of time you know and what's been happening recently but there's a new i know what you did last summer so sequels in the works at disney pretty much everyone's gonna come back probably ah so it's it's a, a requel. requel. Yep. Excellent. Well, that's yep. the way to do it. So Freddie Prinze is uh, supposed to come back with Jennifer Love Hewitt. And everybody um, else is dead in that movie. Jennifer Caton Robinson is directing, apparently. <laughs> so this is a long. You know what okay. I mean? Like, this isn't... This will probably be out next year because Scream did so good. Right. They immediately churned out a sequel, which is what you should do anyway um, in these slasher types of movies that don't require a, a face i.e. Robert England, which they still put out yearly movies with him. Right. But these kind of killers, just crank them out. Get a young cast, burn them and churn them. That's, <laughs> That's right. all the fans want. You you spend 10, 15 million, you make 80, 100, you just keep doing it. Without a doubt. Yep. I mean, it's the day, the time of the requel is here. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this one, didn't this get a reboot at one point? I forget um, there was a few sequels. I mean, yeah. at least two. So, um, 
Cut so, them all out. Make a refill. That's it. <laughs> uh, this is weird. It Pooh, is. Pooh, Blood and Honey. Have you watched it yet? I have not. I, I don't think either. it's out. No? No, I don't think you can watch it. Interesting. Um, but anyway, this is the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Because, so basically, the open license, mm. the royalty-free license opened up for Pooh. And now he is, um, what killer. do they call it? It's not public access. Open domain. <laughs> Open domain, right? So anyone can do a Winnie the Pooh something. There's a lot of other things that are open domain, like Peter Pan, <laughs> um, like some mm-hmm. other stuff where Bambi, where they can take these stories that were not Disney stories to begin with. They were written before Disney, and they can now reimagine these into an evil horror verse, which is what these creators want to do. Yeah, and they should. Uh <laughs> I want. Yeah. I really want to watch this. It's gotten a lot of like the Pooh one. It's gotten a lot of good press um, and good enough that they want to do this movie first. So it would really be neat if they did these movies. Then they did a weird crossover. Who knows? I mean, let's see what this looks like because sounds fun. Yeah, that's it. So once we see them, we'll, I'm sure we'll be excited. Uh, Toy Story, Frozen, Zootopia. They all got sequels announced. It all makes sense to me, um, except for Toy Story. Like, I love Toy Story, but come How on. How much more can you do? You That's do- it. Lightyear was a smart idea. Lightyear was a great idea. But like, do more Lightyear after this? Or do a Woody Western. Ooh. You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with taking any of those characters and giving them other things to do. I yes. just think, like, you keep giving us that emotional goodbye, and now it's at a peak in the wolf's situation where it's like it doesn't mean as much anymore if you keep having to say goodbye to these characters and then they come Again. back it's not you know one more time yeah how many times can jay-z retire you know no i get you um it's gonna be toy story 5 yes that's what they said yes. all right well whatever zootopia is fun frozen 3 frozen 2 is better than one so let's those are great. Let's see what the toy store looks like. That's it. Okay, Faith. Uh, this is Valiant, which we've been missing, you know, open conversations. We, we talk about it when we can, but apparently the Valiant Cinematic Universe is set to grow uh, over at Paramount now, maybe. I don't um, know. We've been talking about this for about what, a decade. What was the last thing that's supposed to come out that didn't after Bloodshot? Uh, this. No, or the, Harbinger. Harbinger, But then right. she would have been you know part of harbinger but anyway we like faith apparently they have found the writer uh which is going to be uh oh my gosh emily carmichael will Hmm. pen faith who wrote pacific rim uprising jurassic world dominion um Mm -hmm. okay that's cool yeah right and harbinger still remains in production at, at paramount they say let's do it but this is this this is the Valiant Cinematic Universe that COVID ruined. So sure, sure, that's what ruined. It. I'm not blaming Vin Diesel. I'm not. At all. I like that I'm movie. Not at all. Um, <laughs> and finally, movie news: we got a trailer for this movie called Air. Uh, this is the true life story of how Nike Airs came to be. Ben Affleck directing. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote together. They're starring in it. So this is our. You know, Goodwill Hunting uh, sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but the story looks awesome, and I'm excited to see this. You know, 
they're both great actors, and I, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, directed by Affleck as well, right? So yeah, it's yeah. very exciting to see those two work together to begin with. I knew this was coming, but I didn't realize who was involved and stuff. And what a neat, what a neat concept because a right now sneakers are so popular with kids, so it's going to be very popular. You know, a, a popular movie and, and probably hit it off across the board. Plus, it's an almost an origin of Michael Jordan exactly. too. You notice they didn't put that actor, whoever that is going to be, in the trailer. I'd be interested if they don't. The parents. <laughs> Huh? It'd be interesting if like Michael Jordan's in, in the movie oh, he's in as a character, movie. just like a concept. No, he's in the movie. <laughs> he shows parents. I know. Anyway, so that looks good. Uh aged Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, it is Michael. No. Gaming news. <laughs> Randomly, uh Nintendo dropped you know, Nintendo Prime Remaster. They had a Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime. Yeah, sorry. Metro mm-hmm. Prime Remastered. They had a um what do they call those things? Direct. Direct. Yep. They had a Nintendo Direct. You know, we got a breath. We'll talk about it, right? Breath of yeah. the Wild. Let's stick with this to... for a second. Yeah, okay. So what about it? So the biggest thing about this was people have been begging for it for so long. They used to go, oh, it couldn't happen because of the control scheme on Wii. Like, I, our friend Moses loves this game. And we both love Metroid a lot. And it was hard for me to get into these games when I was younger because I wasn't really good at shooters. And the, you have to point and shoot, and it was like I tried to get it on Wii U, and because like my my controller and and the motion bar are kind of, they're generic, yeah, it didn't work as well either. So I couldn't play the trilogy on there. This, however, this remaster, like we said, comes out of left field. We have we got Metroid Four like a year two years ago, which was the side scrolling. It was fun, whatever. But or at Metroid Five, it was. But yeah, whatever. This, they upped the graphics, which look amazing, and they changed the control scheme for the two, um, you know, the joysticks. So I am all about it. The only thing, it's 40 bucks, but hey, it's Nintendo. It's a remaster. Like, if you don't buy it, they're not going to make the other three. So that's where I'm caught. <laughs> so are you going to get this? Or yeah, gonna... okay, I want to play this game so bad. <laughs> I've always wanted to, but like I said, yeah. fuck those controls. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance are now on the Switch. Mm. Uh, that was also part of um, Direct and. But here's a great thing about that. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Two is on there. Oh, nice. Link. Um, Link to the past. Link to the past is on there. Yeah. But the original Mario World is not. Part Two is. But, but I still need to play that Mario. I love that original Mario game. Oh, and OG Tetris. And... Oh, I played that Ooh. original one so much. Burned out my Game Boy with Tetris. So the GBA. Uh, is part of the more expensive tier. Game Boy is part of the normal tier, so you can play Game Boy games. Um, yeah, absolutely. I am excited for that, too. Alright, so Nintendo Direct. I mean, we're just going to kind of bullet point this because a lot just dropped. Um, I don't know. you want me to just go through? Well, let's talk about the one thing that you did mention was the new Zelda trailer. Yes. Um, we know that the sequel to that... What is it called? Like Tears of the Wild? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. May 12th it hits. Uh, yeah. We got a brand new trailer. And that trailer, oof, it's like a great game. Um, we're right back to those Breath of the Wild graphics, but even better. Uh, just building up that world. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm in, I don't know if I want to go back. Ugh. It's so big. I really just want to go back to like a nice like top view top down view 
Zelda game, to be quite honest with you. I, yeah. I, I love these, but it's, it was so big. I didn't finish it. And I, I just ended up watching the videos to see like how it ended. It's funny. I, I remember picking this game up way before I started getting into the Witcher three. Right. And you were the Assassin's yeah. Creed games. I was like, what is this? Right. Like, I can't do this. This is too much. Um, did you play the, the switch version for link to the past? Yeah, but the difference between okay. those games and That's what this, I'm saying. At least they gave us that. They give you a map. Time. They yeah. give you places to go. This is Breath of the Wild. Find your way. Like, just go. You can go beat just the game. Go. You can beat the game in two well, I mean like twenty minutes. Yeah. I've watched those videos. You can go to the you can go to Gandorf and just try to fight yeah, him. It's so just, it's a wild concept and I really yeah. want to go back to it. Which is probably what this this game is gonna make me do because I'm not gonna pick it up day one. I'll pick it up because now I'm really excited to play. Like I want to get back into that world. Yeah, and I do want to play Breath of the Wild and finish it this time. So I got I got to like the first big boss. And it was just like oh, I'm really getting into it, and then I stopped playing it for whatever reason. So it takes a little while. So I'm really just gonna mention the things that I give a shit about. Yeah, and if you if I miss something, obviously just tell me. Uh, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I love those games. I love that kind of game. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you'll probably like it more now that you've done a little bit more, you know, real-time strategy slash, you know, that kind. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Sea of Stars. Oh, yeah. We backed that on (laughs) Kickstarter. So, hopefully we get it before everyone does, but, you know, that's coming out, and yay. Yeah, that was compared to what, like, Chrono Trigger, they were throwing that yeah. name around. So that guy, I was like, hmm, Casey, did you back that? I was yeah. like, do you remember that? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so. um, haven't played Octopath Traveler, but two's coming out. And, it's on the list. You know, it's on the list. Oh, it's on the list. Uh, Disney Illusion Island. What? It just reminds me of those games, you know, Mickey's Castle and that kind of stuff, like when we were kids. I, you know, House of Illusion or Castle of Illusion yeah. as well. So I just loved those. Um, is it platformer? I don't know. It's got that new animation style that you see in the Disney stuff. And what was that one newer? Oh, Epic Mickey. Did you ever play those games with it? I think those are probably. Kinda, those are. There's one on the PlayStation Plus. I'll show you. Yeah, later, but it, those were kind of like the. This reminds me a little bit of that. Maybe like Cuphead. Like. Yeah, that kind of that, well, idea? that animation, they've okay. been doing it, because, you know, now i got to watch all this Disney stuff. Yes. They've been doing that recently, okay. um, so it's just staying in that vein. It's almost mm. like Ren and Stimpy and mm. Cuphead. Uh, Tron Identity, um, this looked interesting, because they didn't focus on all the light cycles and the game stuff. It was more like, this is a mystery that you have to solve So within the game. So, it... It's not that I wasn't excited. I was just not expecting it. I really thought it was going to be more like the Tron Legacy game, which was more like an action-y type of game. Um, like Let me a platformer ask you. type of thing. So the Tron games aren't just like arena battles. There's more to Legacy? The Legacy game, you do the stuff. You okay. do like a one-on-one battle against another dude with a... With a um, glowing circular glowing things okay the frisbees yes so you do frisbee fights but then okay. you do light cycle races and okay. like that's the game there's okay. no real story okay so it's whereas all this the is like some story this is okay. a game game so that's where i was like okay this is this is now interesting and is it going to play into you know this future stuff that they want to do if they are going to do 
Yeah, if you can capture like an RPG, you know, element to it, and then also do the the battles within the arenas and make those more mini game like, it'd be a really cool idea. I'd yeah. play that all day. Yeah, all exactly. day. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So mostly Nintendo news, but hey, whatever. Uh, Chris, what time is it? It is the time for the pursuit of plastic. Toy Hunters and action figure enthusiasts, this is The Pursuit of Plastic. Uh, first up, Star Trek collectible news. Not very often do we get like things that I want to pick up, but when they talk Kodo Bukia and the Bushido, or the Bushido, I don't even know how to say it, <laughs> it means pretty girl statues. I have my Black Canary one up here on my desk. Um, I like Kodo style. Bukia? Kodo, Bukia, yeah. but the Bushido. I forget uh, if it's Bushujo or Bushido. Jo. I'm yeah. saying it wrong. But right. um, it means Pretty Girl. They're doing a Star Trek one finally, and it's going to be a science officer. They show the silu- silhouettes. I have not seen the final version yet. Do you yet. think it will be like Uhura? No, like they a... do a random one. Okay, um, okay, okay. Because science officer, I think it's going to be a Vulcan. Um, oh, okay. From what I can see. So it'll be a sexy Vulcan. I see. Short skirt, all this, you know, this this stuff. How they do. Winking and smiling. Very Probably two anime finger. style. Oh, no, she's doing the boldly go or uh, yeah. long and prosper. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. So that's cool. Yeah, um, cool. Those are upwards of 100, so I'll have a link for that eventually. Next up, the, the Marvel Legends Ant-Man line dropped. People got pissed off because it's a spoiler, but it seems like... Spoilers are rampant when it comes to collectibles. So, this wave. Uh, Build-A-Figure is giant uh, Cassie Lang as giant woman or whatever. Giant girl. Um, so, that's the thing about these waves versus like the McFarlane ones, um, which we'll talk about in a second here because another one went up. Are the spoilers? Are the spoilers. <laughs> and also the fact that you have to get six or seven figures to build a bigger... Build a figure sometimes, yep. which is insane. And when McFarlane's doing four, yep, you know, I just feel like it's such a ripoff at this point. If you're not going to go back and do the big figure, which Marvel Legend has been doing to a certain extent, but it's down the line, and usually something's different. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll say this: the sculpts look great. They I do. saw the figures; they, um, they look, you know, that Jonathan Majors looks like Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one I actually I pre-ordered from that set. Yeah. I like to get, like, key MCU f- versions of the figures. Right. Um, and I think this one looks, like you said, it looks awesome. I think the Kang design is awesome Kang for that movie. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, they I, didn't change it too much. No, and I no, think that's, no. honestly, like, I don't mind the flair that gets added onto costumes, you know, because I get it. But there's something to say, like, old Loki, you know what I mean? It looked awesome awesome yes because it looked like it should you know what i mean and like obviously there's certain things that they can't do it's just too ridiculous um but kang you know they probably just add, like the superman one like henry cavill it really looks like a classic superman suit until you go in and you see the little s's you mm-hmm. know what i mean and you see that light reflects off it and blah 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 so like that's what i like like add the little flare but really just kind of keep it simple it's more of a <laughs> fine detail that's it that's all you know the hawkeye stuff was pretty good it wasn't too yes crazy right i um 
and that's it. I mean, we're they're comic book characters. They have a certain look that we're used to that we know. Yeah. And why why change it too much? I mean, there was like the complaints from like say the Fox movies about how they did things like let's do it our way and blah blah blah. Yeah. You don't so, have to. No. <laughs> you do not. Yeah. Uh, so that's a nice mix of you know the movie characters and some comic characters. Yeah. So those will be those are up for pre order. They'll be out sometime this year. Um, this next thing, uh, when. <laughs> When I watched Revelation, Motu Revelations, uh, and then you see this evolution of Evil Lynn throughout the whole show. Yeah. They just released the Bat Sorcerer, Sorceress figure, which is my favorite version. Um, but now, on Mattel Creations, coming soon, it'll be going up on February 14th, Tuesday, uh, at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. This will probably sell out because this is going to be a limited figure, but they're doing, like, the... Dark Lynn, after Evil Lynn gets a hold of the power sword and says the magic words and she becomes jacked. jacked. She becomes, uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, Natalie Portman in <laughs> Love and Thunder. <laughs> Reminds me of Shao Kahn's, like, wife or whatever from, Mortal... from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These two. Um, yeah. Straight up with an eight-pack. Yeah. Um, she was awesome. She yeah. was great. She was menacing. <laughs> this is going to be this will be a, a quick seller so if you want this one be sure to be on Mattel Creations I'll leave the link up uh, next up McFarlane Toys as usual it's part of our show uh, we knew that more Batman 66 figures are coming uh, I was waiting for these to go in pre-order and there was actually a couple surprises as well so uh, up for pre-order right now we have King Tut which is a great looking figure a figure like a character that is I <sighs> was created for that show i don't know it might be one of those but an obscure batman villain who sometimes finds his way back into normal continuity if they can be creative enough um yeah um that uh the two-face who was not part of the show but was in the comics and also on the animated movie they did um, okay i was wondering that because i was like how do i not remember two-face in this series i mm -hmm. i thought i was like just mentally stupid and nope. i didn't look it up enough to to check myself i just i saw the figure and i was like scratching my head i'm like this was in the show like in the 60s like how do i not remember that yep that face like no way it's harvey it's uh harvey what's his name Dent? no 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 it is harvey dent duh what do you mean um i'm stupid the batman forever it's almost like oh that. yeah 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 you know exactly Exactly, it's the it is like it's I, almost Tommy Lee Jones is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's that's the thing like about that. that movie though is that that's that is when it was like, yeah. hey, Joel Schumacher's here. Yeah, let's try to do some homages to it. Um, yeah, it's exactly a good. That's the perfect example of which Two Face that is. Uh, but remember when Mezco did that two pack and they did, I was like, what they're doing Batman and Two Face yeah. first and not other. Well, I guess they probably don't have the rights to it, so let's do the animated movie, which. Still was in Adam West. I think Burt Ward was in it as yeah. well with the voices. Um, and it was actually, I think that one with Two-Face was Adam West's last Batman performance before he passed. Probably. So, um, a great design. It is a figure now, so that can be pre-ordered. Uh, the Bat-Boat was a surprise. They're, <laughs> they're continuing along yeah. this. Um, I have the vehicles. I have the Bat-Cycle and the Batmobile so far, and I'm going to get the Bat-Boat. Um, I am also torn on getting... The, the Wayne Library uh, diorama set, which I got the villain's hideout. I have the Batcave. 
This one's a little more, it's a little less, I should say. It doesn't have a lot of cool stuff. It does have, like, the poles that yep. go down, and they're labeled, and the, the, the phone, and the Shakespeare head. So all of the neat stuff where you could do a cool shoot with it. 35 bucks. Eh, I don't know for that. The other two are neat. The the hideout in the Batcave. So yes. we'll see. Um, there are, And then there was also some teases for upcoming figures, including Batgirl. Um, and some others. So there, this this line really it got some legs. Yeah, it yep. was. Uh, I was sad when the Mattel one fell apart. I had them. I sold them, but this has continued it even better. So, who else? Joker from DC and Vampires. It's funny because sometimes he does like one figure from a series, and then you're like, like Cyborg. Where's the rest of my Teen Titans animated figures? He just yeah. did Cyborg, but no. Here we have Batman yeah. vampire. Yeah. Now we have Joker vampire. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't know if he has like this randomizer. Like I'm gonna make figures, whatever comes out of the hat. Um, but I'm not asking for these. I'm sure this it must have that Batman must have sold like wildfire. So they're doing more. Um, also, in the last few couple days here, we got a teaser of Impulse. Looks uh, good. Yeah, it's a gold it's gold label figure. It's going to be a Target exclusive. It went up for pre-order today. Also, the Flashpoint Superman, which is the second figure in that Flashpoint yeah, Build-A-Figure set. Yeah, it looks set. great. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, what else? Wonder Woman and yep. Aquaman? Yep. Um, we have Aquaman. We're going to get a Wonder Woman. He's already done Thomas Wayne. He's already done that. Will he do it again? I think so. It'd be interesting. Yeah, just to re-release it yeah. and, and get people to get because that the one the singles are worth like over fifty dollars yeah. so they're rare that's what i'm saying i think he will yeah put it in people's hands yep that's that's, yeah, what that's he his does. style um and then finally page punchers these two pat two packs are out uh, yeah. three inch page punchers but spawn characters this time so anti-spawn spawn gunslinger spawn yep. and another character that <sighs> that's cool two two packs are out yeah three inch yeah i'm sure they look great way better than what Mattel or Hasbro are doing at that, and for much cheaper. <laughs> so, <laughs> somehow he does it. He does that magic. Um, let's go Toy Fair. So we're getting teases right now every Monday. I think this is how it works. It started, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, so last week, uh, it's a three-week event. Um, every Monday, uh, they're going to, I guess, let's say the 7th through the 9th, the 14th through the 16th, the 21st and the 23rd. So it's three consecutive Wednesdays. We'll get a brand new product drop. Um, last week, we got a look at Prune So we're talking about Dick Tracy. They just did a Dick Tracy in flat top two-pack. Yeah. And that's still in the works, but it looks like it was popular enough to say, hey, we're going to do Prune Face as well. So these are the kind of figures that Mezco should be making without a doubt. Uh, cloth goods look perfect on these, these gangsters yep. or Dick Tracy um, and... They good do, sculpting. They, do I mean, good they, faces, just, they look know? awesome. Yeah, for sure. So you also said uh, they also re- revealed what? A joke wow, this is just a, another piece of Mezco. Yeah, they did five five Poa uh, Josie and the Pussycats oh. box set. Honestly, so I was a huge fan when I was a kid. That's cool. Archie and uh, Josie and all that stuff. So um, I may buy this. I like that they have these old... I mean, I guess they have a relationship with Warner Brothers because of all the DC stuff. So, you know, they've done some Scooby-Doo things. Um, they've done a little bit of 
Adam's Family animated, but to see this is is cool, which means like I don't know what else are we gonna see <laughs> from that old those old cartoons that I grew up with. There, it's very farmable. Um, I remember when they put out that Superman based on the Flesher cartoons, and, and I was like, oh, I want that. Yeah, yeah. So it was so expensive for what it was, it but at was. the same time, it's like if I'm gonna get a Superman collectible, that would be it. Yep. You know, one of at least one of them of um, that time period. Yeah. So. I'm always kind of torn um, to grab that kind of stuff, but you're right. I mean, the more they do it, like Hanna-Barbera stuff would be neat, too. So I'm right? saying, like, are like, we going to get Johnny Quest? Oh, like, are God. we going to get stuff like that? <laughs> like, Thundar would be the dream? So, who knows? Good God. Good God. Um, and that's but, what makes it hard to hate Mezco. It does. <laughs> it does. Because every once in a while, they get a license that you really just want. It's they do smart smart stuff with what they have. Yeah. It's just a matter of putting it out. So, yeah, man. Uh, last up today, this is uh, the Lego Rivendell sets, Lord of the Rings, Prime Location. The one the one thing they didn't do that many people have like made MOCs of and and uh, beautiful dioramas, but this this set um, is going to be from their adult collecting side, the Black Box. <laughs> Black Series Legos. Um, $500 drops March 8th. Um, 3,200 3, pieces. Nope, I'm sorry. That's 3,200 VIP points. Um, how many pieces of this do I have? I'm trying to find I mean, this. it has enough to justify the $500 price tag. I do yep. know that. Six Over 6,000 pieces. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 15 minifigures. Yeah. Frodo and Bilbo and Boromir. <laughs> Elrond. Arwen, it's Aragorn, I mean, it's, it's the, the whole fellowship. Whole fellowship. <laughs> oh, it's every one of them. Everybody. Um, it is a bonkers set. If you are a Lord of the Rings fan, it is, and a Lego fan, it is it. They didn't make these, they didn't have the Ultimate Collector Series uh, when these original figures came out. So, not to say that there's anything wrong with the sets from before, but it was just different. You know what I mean? They're just... That's why they re-release a lot of these sets is, you know, now they've gotten even more, uh, you know, with 3D printing technology and mapping technology as it keeps getting better. So do the Legos. So this set is for an adult collector, which the ones before were not. It's 28.5 inches long and 15 inches tall. So that's huge. Um, Yeah. It's a... I also like the their ability to make trees prettier and flowers and things like that because like we've got like the bonsai set lately um, and other things. So this the colors on this, the design of it is really unique and it just yeah that'd be really difficult not to get or want at least yeah. So, anyways, my friend, where where can you find us? You can find us all over the internet at dfatentertainment.com you can also find us at don'tforgettotowel.com the only place to travel geekly all over the social medias at dfatent um, this is Casey saying absolutely read your comics and this is Chris saying don't forget a towel